if you ride by any new subdivision, you can observe foundations being laid, but you only see the portion of the foundation that is above the ground. And the most important, important part of the foundation cannot be seen and it contains the underpins in the foundation. And the underpins are what gives a house stability from an engineering standpoint. It anchors the house in the ground. It strengthens the entire foundation. And so therefore the walls, the roof, um, and the sides of the house stay anchored through many storms. The underpin is the most important part of any foundation, but underpins, cannot be seen. Domestic violence has underpins that anchor it, that allows it to flourish even in the best families, in the best churches, and in the best neighborhoods. And what is that underpin? One of them is patriarchy. One of them is patriarchy. Patriarchy is a system that privileges men over women. Patriarchy runs through our governments, through our judicial system. It runs through our institutional church. It runs through corporate America. It is seen in the Bible, in the Old and the New Testament. And there is a relationship between domestic violence and patriarchy. If we consider the mindset of a man who emotionally, financially, or physically abuses his partner, there is an underlying premise that she is not an equal, that in fact, she is somehow deserving and less than. And this type of mindset is sourced from patriarchy and is passed down through generation after generation and after generation. And once you find yourself once you start believing because of your gender, because of your marital title, that you're given some type of authority to take away another person's agency or, or their voice, you are on a slippery slope to unleashing violence upon them. Stay with me. I know it's heavy, but stay with me. And that violence may appear very subtly through financial control, through verbal lashings, because we all know violence includes more than the physical violence. It includes more than the black eyes. It includes more than the physical uh, manifestations on our body. And when we talk about patriarchy, it's not a bashing of men because patriarchy is a system that even many women have brought into, bought into. But men in general automatically benefit from the system of patriarchy. And many women have drank from the wells of patriarchy much to their own demise. And just like white supremacy, patriarchy is a temporary man-made system. And in the light of God and in the light of truth, neither will stand before God. My message today is to both men and women is that no man-made system can supersede what God has to offer you. It is one thing as a man to lavish in the false sense of power that patriarchy offers you, but it is another to cross over the boundaries created by a system that privileges you in order to empower a woman in order to empower a woman. 
And that is what we find in today's text. We're going to look at the woman at the well a lot deeper, probably than you've ever heard before. And so I need you to open your eyes and your lens to hear what the spirit of God is saying to us on this day. Today, we find Jesus crossing over boundaries of gender and ethnicity to offer the Samaritan woman something ever everlasting and sustainable. Mm, everlasting and sustainable. We find Jesus in the heat of the day at a well thirsty, but he does not have a bucket. And along comes the Samaritan woman, the woman we say, the woman at the well. And on the onset, it looks like Jesus is making a simple request. I mean, he's thirsty and he's at a well in the heat of the day. And he just asks the woman, give me a drink. But the complexity of his request is proved by her response. She says in verse nine, how do you, a Jew, ask me, a woman? <laughs> Notice she references her gender, a woman of Samaria and her ethnicity for a drink of water. How do you even ask me of something? Jesus crosses two boundaries, two boundaries in order to reach this woman. He, he, he crosses the boundary of gender because in rabbinic tradition at this time in this culture, men, especially sages, should not have direct communication with a woman. The only women that they communicated with were their daughters and their wives. And he most definitely would not have been asking a woman to give him something that is a complete stranger to him. He crossed the boundary of gender to reach her. Then if we step back in her answer, we see that he crossed the boundary of tradition around ethnicity. There was a strained relationship between Jews and Samaritans over the years that led to suspicion. Oh, you can read all in the Old Testament, all that happened between these two groups of people. The Jews were suspicious of the Samaritans and the Samaritans were suspicious of the Jews. And they viewed the Samaritans, the Jews viewed the Samaritans as being unclean and half-breeds. But then here Jesus comes, a Jew, asking of the Samaritan woman, which is traditionally seen as not clean for a drink of water at a well that he's passing by as he's passing through Samaria. I need you to catch all that's happening in the text. Jesus takes this conversation from zero to 100 real quick. <laughs> conversation started about him asking for a drink of water, but he turns this conversation to about how she is depending upon a well, which is a man-made temporary source for water. <laughs> and while Jesus begins to talk about a spring of water that never runs out that he has to offer her, Jesus is offering water to her that is abundant, never runs out, everlasting, always producing. And he tells her that she would never thirst again. Not only is it everlasting, it produces an internal spring within you. This is what he's offering this woman, this woman. There's a difference between a well and a spring. Hello, everybody. It's Pastor Eva. I pray that you enjoyed that snippet from today's message, When Wells Run Dry. 
You can catch the full sermon and the full service on the church's YouTube channel. It is linked in the caption of this audio. Also, please consider supporting this vibrant and growing ministry at the Firm Foundation Church. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what God has in store for us. Pray that you have a great week. Bye-bye.